listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I sound a bit quiet, I think. That was a hint, you said, to the producer. I was saying, I think I sound a bit quiet. You know there's people roll, uh, turning you up in their kitchen now on their radio? Yeah, do you think? Probably. Mm. OK. If they're up. Turn me up and turn me on. Oh. OK, so I'm with... Uh, early, isn't it? I'm with Emily <laughs> Dean and uh, uh, I'm better early, I find now. Uh, Emily Dean and Alan Cochran, you can text us on 8.12.15 about anything you like. And uh, we might lead you places later, we might not, you might lead us. That's how it works. Democracy. You can follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or you can email us through the Absolute Radio website. Um, isn't it weird how already website sounds a bit old-fashioned? Mm. Yes, it does. It's a bit Terry Wogan. Well, there's a bit of a website. <laughs> Wogan's Web. <laughs> I remember that programme. What about my shoulder robing this morning, Frank? Yeah, looking oh. good. I put mm. my coat on over my shoulders. It's called shoulder robing. Everyone does it in fashion. You know this thing—you don't put your arms through the sleeves. You exactly. just hang it over you like mm. a cloak. Yeah. <laughs> mm. See, I was—I've been talking about cloaks on this show for two years, and now finally, the person who represents the fashion industry has caught up. Frank, we've had a tweet in. What already? Yes. Ali Dunnell says, "Frank, read last week's show and ducks." Frank, you shouldn't feed ducks bread. They need oats. RSPB member Emily should have known. That can't be right. Well, just, everybody, honestly. Also, don't say I should have known. This was the 70s. People, there were a lot of things yeah, that we think, should have known then. Well, yes, true. But certainly in radio. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but ducks, um, they haven't changed since the 70s. That's one of the things with ducks. They haven't moved on. <laughs> And if ever, I mean, the place I go to to feed the dogs, there's loads of people feeding the dogs. There's a mix of parents and children and mm. nannies and children and strange people feeding mm. the dogs. If we all threw oats in, the whole lake would be a big bowl of porridge. Pretty it'd be lovely, wouldn't it? Yeah, oh, no. Lovely, lovely Quaker soup. I must yeah. admit, I'm worried about it because surely they're not meant to eat bread. It's not like. Well, surely no one's meant bread. to eat bread. Nietzsche. Yeah. <laughs> you say Nietzsche doesn't create bread. No, no Nietzsche was carb free as bread well. Bread is Nietzsche. <laughs> Frank Charlotte has also tweeted us. This is also a reference to last week's show. I do love you, Frank, but not feeding four families at Christmas put me off you a bit. Uh, I don't think three chickens would have done the trick. This is Frank invited guests round. Mm. We didn't have lunch, so I yeah. went out and bought three chickens. Yeah, dead ones. <laughs> Cooked. What if I'd come back with three ducks fresh off the lake? <laughs> <laughs> and a bit of porridge. <laughs> so it's all sorted. No, the, yes, I, well, I, I did admit that I felt bad about it. Well, this yeah. is just a little bit of, if, if you've never listened to the show before, um, it's not as good as you expected, is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, it will grow uh, on you. Yeah, it will grow on you. It depends what kind of person you are. <laughs> We had a lovely email from someone the other week. He said, I've heard, I've listened to the show for the first time. He said, it's like doing a crossword mm. by a new crossword compiler you oh, haven't yeah. done before. I thought, yeah, brilliant. I mean, I know that means he hates it, but um, <laughs> what a good way of putting it. Yeah. Um, very lovely turn of phrase, our, um, our readers. Anyone who texts in, you've got a lot to live up to. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Well, I've had an odd week. I haven't. I, I went go on. four days straight without. Um, I went four days straight. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and do you know what? I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> now I went four days straight without leaving the house, except once to take the rubbish out. That Just was once in the four. In four days, and that was obviously it doesn't take me very far to take the rubbish out. You didn't even go in your new garden. Have you got a no. garden? You've got. I've a got a garden, but it's wet. It's a bit wet. You just, I, I thought, don't know if you do. I don't know if you've uh, heard. There's been quite a bit of rain just lately. Uh, well, I live two hundred odd miles from you, and uh, I didn't I know, know if it's been raining in your bit nationwide. Oh. Yeah, but he's in the lowlands. It's been all right. Yeah, yeah. I. Um, it's weird. It was like being a politician in Burma. <laughs> I'm just, just saying it. Yeah, just staying it. <laughs> yeah, but it was. Um, you've do, you're doing a salinger. That's what I call it when I stay in. But you can tell what happened. At one point, a man came to read the meter, and I got really oh. quite excited. <laughs> started chatting to him. Really? They don't. They don't want to make conversation. Those people. Well, you they've dressed come, they've at come this to do point. a job. Yeah, oh yeah. I got a bit for him. Well, that's the tragic thing about it. It was like. Um, Michael Douglas in, um, is it Falling Down, yeah, yeah. when Falling he pretends down, yeah. he's got a job and he mm -hmm. gets up. It was like that, I was getting up, getting shaved, getting clean and then just sitting around the house. Oh dear. Yeah. Obviously I would take full advantage and not get dressed. No, I'd have been in my yeah, gown. But what about when the meter man came? <laughs> exactly. I'd have still been in my gown. He'd have been checking My gown? <laughs> my dressing like the sound gown. Of your gown. Yeah. My wears Wally like pajama Madame trousers. De, Madame de Pompidou. <laughs> yeah. That's what you sound like. I've often thought that. Yeah. Yeah, I was so proud as well that I knew where the meter was because I only moved in, you know, a few mm -hmm. weeks ago, and I'm not, um, I'm not a terribly practical man. No. I completely guessed. He did said, you "Where's your meter?" And I said, "Oh, it's in here." I had no idea. And I went in, and the, there it was. Open the door. There was a loo in there. I, I felt, I felt, I felt pretty good about it. It reminded me. I, I used to drive a Skoda, mm -hmm. and uh, it went, it went flat. You know. Oh yeah, the battery. Yeah, and a man, I was struggling with it, and a man very kindly stopped and and got jump leads out and says, "I'll uh, I'll do this. I'll give you a hand." I couldn't find the battery. Uh oh. And we looked for the battery and we couldn't find it. And in the end, he just had to go, <laughs> <laughs> and he just couldn't wait any longer. Oh, I was so embarrassed. So yeah, so um, and also now. Mm. Well, so the idea is I thought maybe I should start working from home. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I've got like a top room, like a garret. You know the artist in his garret? Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's I've like seen that. you, Steve Garrett. Yeah. Mm. So it's uh, it's a bit like that. I'm like, um, you know the wife in Jane Eyre? Mm. Yes. Who's sort of kept in the attic and then I think dies in a fire. Is it Grace Poole, I believe? Like that. Is that what she's called, mm, Grace Poole? I believe Paul? so. Huh. That's but what you're like. I'm like that. I'm like the mad, okay. the mad spouse who's been locked away to avoid public embarrassment, <laughs> and then has been caught talking to the meter man, and the whole thing's had to be explained away. That's what I felt like. But um, it's odd. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone staying in. I'm just, I'm puzzled as to why you didn't go out if you were up and dressed. I no, well, I had no reason. I'm not a person who, you know, in in EastEnders, they'll say, "I'm just go out and get some air." Yeah, and you know they're having an affair, right? Um, <laughs> but does anyone go out for some air? Like, there is an air indoors. Oh God, my wife does that. She thinks she's having an affair. Yes. She's on EastEnders. 100%. 100%. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> There's a basic... I mean, physics. You don't have to be an expert on physics to know that you don't have to go outside <laughs> to get... A, unless you live in a decompression chamber, which almost no-one does in this country Our anymore. Our house is a massive... But you want to feel like you've done... I've done that. I've, I've done a four-day stretch. Or maybe not four, three-day, I think, maybe. Three-day stretch I've done mm. without leaving the house. But, I mean, not ill, just stayed in. Yeah, just fancied it. Sometimes when you've broken up with someone, I might do that. Oh, that's a bit Jerry Hallywell. Do you have to go yeah. to the night garage and get, like... Yes, chocolate cake. Yeah, 15 yeah. Bar bars of yeah. chocolate and eat them in the darkened room. Yeah. I hate that. But, and you, all you do is sleep. 
Which is good because it's God's way of making you look a bit more rested and attractive. <laughs> oh, I don't know about the 15 <laughs> chocolate bars every night. I've got ways. Want him in there? You might as well get an air freshener. <laughs> if you're going to go to a garage shop, <laughs> get some really novel. I like the crown. Have you seen the crown? No. There's the a crown? crown on a cushion, and you just slightly raise the crown, and the vapour comes out. It's absolutely fabulous. Yeah, um, don't send me one though. I can I can afford it. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Read the um, oats uh, that suggested that you feed the ducks. Was it quacker oats? Ian Angle says that's very fine. Mm, Ian good. Angle is—he's uh, almost our artist in residence when it, <laughs> com- when it comes to ponds, and we've got some great ponders uh, amongst our readers. But, yeah, um, that is very good quacker oats. Mm. Enjoyed it. Okay, oh, I'll tell you, I had a gift. Oh, sorry. No, um, I've been corrected. Regrace Paul. Corrected. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hi, Frank and team. Um, Bertha Mason was Mr. Rochester's wife in the attic. She was looked after by Grace Paul. Uh, I do apologise for you. Can I just you say, see. I like the way that you uh, put your turn onto that text <laughs> at the start. Hi, Frank and team. <laughs> <laughs> well, I um, I think you should apologise to me. What if I'd gone off and someone had said to me, oh, it's a bit like Mr. Rochester's <laughs> wife, and I said, what, Grace Paul? I'd have made a right fool of myself. Mm. Mr. Rochester, that's Jane Eyre, isn't it? Yes. Why isn't she called Rochester then? If she's the mad wife, she's called Rochester's wife, but she does have a name, Jim Davidson. Yeah, it's, Ber- it's Bertha <laughs> why Mason. Why isn't Burton Mason? No, Bertha. Bertha, Bertha Mason Rochester, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know these female novelists. So, um, well, that's a thought. I read um, Sylvia Plath for the first time this week. Not that good. Um, <laughs> I received a... Is this like misogyny literary corner? Is that what's happened No, I don't. I think there are many, I love that as a poster quote. Not that good. Not that good. I expected so much. I thought it was a bit sixth form. Oh, fine. Anyway. She was a troubled individual. Maybe I need to adjust my aerial. Mm. Mm. Anyway, carry on. Okay. Um, (laughs) Before you start insulting Virginia Woolf. um, I got um, a, a, a Christmas present this week. Oh, right. That arrived. That's always exciting, isn't it? Is it somebody that hung on for the January sales? No, it was one. Um, it was one that was sent to my previous abode. Oh. oh. So I had a bit of a treat. I had two Christmas presents and um, some cards all uh, mid-January. Lovely. The result. I, I was half tempted to get the trimmings back up, really? but I thought no. Well, <laughs> Straight in the bin. But also the cards had come off the presents. You know when that happened. So I don't oh, know. I don't yeah. know who sent them. But I got some. Um, I tell you what, I got it. I got some Beats by Dr. Dre. I didn't course, even know. Did. Yeah, apparently he's a greengrocer now. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, no, uh, they're called Beats Wireless. Oh yes, I'm familiar with them. Yeah, so they're a man. Are what they color a, are they, Frank? Are they a pe- um, red? Aren't they? Oh, okay. Well, they come in different colours. I think. Oh, sorry. I think they're beetroot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was no. just imagining they might be white and I was getting slightly alarmed. I don't know what colour they are because okay. I can't see round the corner of my head. <laughs> do you know Surely what I mean? at some point oh, you put them on. Though. Yes, you do take put, them out of the box. I don't think I put them on and looked in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> but as you were lifting them towards your head, yeah. you might have seen what colour they were. Yes, possibly. They were, I, did I mention they were wrapped? Oh. Eh? So, they were wrapped. 
Right. He's doing like a wrapping pun. No, oh. I'm not doing a wrapping oh. pun, but oh. it could be a Dr. Yeah. Dre. Anyway, <laughs> now I don't remember. They were just like okay. headphones. All right. They didn't have a distinctive hue. Okay. Okay, so, um, they, I, I've never had a pair of wireless headphones before. No. Uh, yeah. And it was quite exciting. Mm. And Dr. Dre kindly, um, Puts uh, a bit in the box all about how they work and about how um, how we can listen like the musicians listen. That we'll now hear beats and sob rhythms oh, that um, we don't often pick up on normal headphones. That stuff's mm. all missing from my life. Yeah. Yeah. So far on um, on them, I've listened to Test Match Special <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Garrison uh, Keeler's the uh, the Writer's Almanac. Lovely. Um, Oh, and Doctor Who Podshock. <laughs> but we're not going to mention Doctor Who on the show anymore. It's New Year's resolution. Um, so I don't know if I'm getting the full um, beats. The benefit. Yeah. It sounds like you've listened to no beats on your beats. No, and what I need is God, this question time. <laughs> 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 yeah, but I, I mean, they're lovely. And I love not having a wire. Uh-huh. That's great. Because it, it often gets caught, it gets caught a bit on my buttons. I do. I prefer that. When I was working for the police, I found it a nightmare. Yeah, wire, as an informer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you've got a bit G, Frank, and I like it. A bit G? Yeah. Well, you know, um, yeah. me and Dre go yeah. back. <laughs> I saw Dre supporting um, Eminem at Brixton Academy many years ago. When he was a junior doctor, wasn't it? Before he uh, qualified. <laughs> he was a locum. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he, was, he was very fine, you know, for a man shouting. Um but now here I am uh, listening to Test Match Special and he specially designed uh, headphones. I love it. Straight. Hey, who'd, have, who'd have seen that coming <laughs> when I was at the Brixton Academy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Oh. Skinner, Dean and Cochrane together in the Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. Yeah. We've got some no. news about <laughs> no, about my future husband. Oh yeah, Kim Jong Un. Ah yes. Um, have you uh, have you made any moves on that yet? I'm working on it. Leave it with me. I think he's a man who might need to be approached. <laughs> <laughs> he wears a baggy trousers. That's something I've noticed. I think we might have a volatile relationship. He wears a Kim really Jong. baggy trouser. Does he? You'll get on better than <laughs> him and the uncle. <laughs> the uncle. Yeah. Also, he's Mon Onk. That's what he calls him. Mon Onk. He's Mon a onk. bit of a. Um, Isn't that one of my. That's when I decided to learn French. Sorry, I, I watched the. Um, you know, Monsieur Hulot. Mm, I do. Yeah. Jacques Tati. Yeah. He liked a game of tennis, I recall. Yeah. And he did a film called. Well, My Uncle, but in the French, <laughs> it's Mon Onk. And I oh. thought, that's brilliant. Mon Onk. Oh. It's just. It's not. Your voice. Your, your sort of mouth never quite releases anything. Yeah. It just goes Mon Onk. <laughs> it could it could say underwater, and the brilliant yeah. thing is Mon Onk looks like if say if, if Monocle had been in a five car pileup, yeah, yeah, and it got a bit knocked about. Is it a pun on Monocle or not? I don't think. What, no, the it's French, their language. The person who invented the French <laughs> language said, "Why don't we make Uncle a pun, pun on Monocle?" <laughs> I, I love that. The title of the film. You know the person who invented the French language. <laughs> yeah, Asterix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway... Oh, did Asterix just do the uh, punctuation? Yeah. I don't know. Who's my least favourite of the characters? What's he? Yeah. What, just... you're in Asterix the Goalie was your least favourite? I favorite. felt he was a bit broadly drawn. Um, 
I... That's like Buffo the Beast with the least popular character in the Beano, even though it's on the front cover. Yeah, mm. I not like him. Walter the Softy, I like the Poshans. Um, so Kim Jong-un is um, he's 31, toy boy, lovely. We recently found out, haven't we? We didn't know, that, we didn't know his exact birthday no. or age. That Although was, when uh, he appeared um, at, a, at a public event that Dennis Rodman was at, yes. the crowd sang... We hope you live for a thousand years. <laughs> Did they? Yeah. No, I believe it was ten thousand. Was it ten thousand? Yes. Really? So, way to go. It's going Keep. up. Um, yes, did you see that, the exhibition basketball match? Yeah. Well... I saw Dennis Rodman sing happy birthday to Kim Jong-un. <laughs> How did you find it? I found it weird. I found it a bit like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> What's wrong with his voice? It's, it was like he smoked 80 capstans a day. Happy birthday. <laughs> also, is he the only person in the Western world who doesn't know the tune to happy birthday? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a popular tune that you hear a lot. Yeah. He was sort of, he did I a think, sort of jazz version. I think he was trying to encourage a little rap style happy birthday. Oh, was he? Yeah. Well, I wondered what he was going to say. Was he going to call him Kim? It's a bit, and then he I said, Dear he... Marshall. Because they call him the Marshall. Oh, right. did they? Yeah. I, see, I sang happy birthday last week. I went to a party and I did that thing, even though it was my friend Claire, who I've known for nearly 20 years. When everyone went, Happy birthday <laughs> to Claire, I sort of went to. And then let them do Claire, and then I loudly went, Oh, Claire, yeah. Like, oh. It's a little thing I do. I pretend I don't know the name of the person. And I was wondering if Rodders was going to do the same. You know, Dennis Rodman, Rodders. Yeah. Um, I thought he might do, Kim Jong-un, I know you. What he should have done. He, he should have sang Kim Jong-un to the tune of Gary Glitter's Rock and Roll. It works perfectly. <laughs> Kim Jong-un, <laughs> Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-un, <laughs> But he probably thought there's a stigma attached to that tune now. Inappropriate. Yeah. I, I can still <laughs> I don't do think Kim Jong-un's worried about stigmas. I really don't. <laughs> Stigmata he's very worried about, apparently. <laughs> Weirdly. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We were talking about uh, Kim Jong-un. We and, were. Uh, and Rodders. And he's, will his son be con called Kim jong Duh. We haven't decided oh, yet. And then him, Kim Jong Twat. <laughs> we'll keep you posted. There's a French theme running through the show, even in North Korea. <laughs> even in North Korea. I liked it when they said, uh, yes, the North Koreans won. Oh, really? What a surprise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basketball. Aren't they all about five foot two, the North Koreans? <laughs> Funny that they managed to win. Yeah, that's like when Idi Amin was uh, undisputed heavyweight champion of Uganda. <laughs> and what? I mean undisputed. <laughs> <laughs> One of the players, did you see the back of his shirt? He was called Assassin. No, no. Yes, which I thought was rather unfortunate. Oh, dear. Yeah. I did not see that. I, I did see Not that a statement thing. you want to be making in North I've Korea. I've got a soft spot for the North Koreans. You do? I, they're yeah. one of the few people, you know, who's carrying on the lovely parades and stuff. <laughs> the lovely parades. Dying out now in, in, the, in Eastern Europe. We've still got the Red Arrows, aren't they similar? There was a no, it's not like the mark the big tanks and the missiles going past the men in overcoats. Do they favour a mandarin collar? Who the, the Chinese? No, the North Koreans. Um, I think they have a North Korean collar. Don't oh, it's slightly know, different. I think they just, I think they just go for a sturdy overcoat. Yes, they do, don't they? Yeah. Um, did you did you <laughs> see this chap Simon Cockrell? What I know, a Chinese—he's a Chinese tour guide. Okay, and uh, he referred to it as a bizarre and unusual occasion. 
What, oh, really? Dennis, Dennis singing <laughs> Happy Birthday? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think what he should have done would have been more apt if he'd have done the Buzz Cox ever fallen in love with someone you shouldn't have fallen in love with. <laughs> <laughs> because he's getting quite a lot of stick now in the United States, Dennis, for oh, being yeah. big mates with uh, mm-hmm. Kim Jong. He went slightly postal, didn't he, at someone, because he was well, he... criticised for the relationship. He did an interview where he basically said that the guy who's been sentenced to 15 years hard yes. labour in North Korea, <laughs> it was his own fault. He brought it on himself. And then, uh, and then Dennis Rodman's PR the next day said, no, 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 he'd had a very stressful day and had been drinking. And I was thinking, <laughs> well, that's a great excuse. I could use that about 300 days of the year if I wanted. <laughs> very stressful day. Tried UK rail travel and having kids. <laughs> I'm opening wine at five past seven every night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> five past seven every morning, I just hope. <laughs> and may I say, it was rather nice. Yeah. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Frank, we had an email in from a uh, text, actually, from Nugget, who's one of our regulars. He is. Nugget says, Good morning, Mr. Radio. Given you, Miss Emily, and the cockerel form something of a brain's trust. Mm, Can you nice. tell me? I love that. Thanks, Nugget. I think I represent the trust part of that. <laughs> you guys, perhaps the brains. Thanks, the brains. Oh, what am I? On. The Debbie McGee figure. <laughs> um, I need a brains trust <laughs> because uh, my head is starting to get a bit misshapen by the brain trying to break through the cranium. Because mm. you're constantly feeding the machine, yeah? Yeah, see. Just stop reading. It's just, you know, sausage meat's going in, sausage's got to come out. <laughs> Hater got to hate. <laughs> Thanks, Confucius. Player's got to play, um, yeah. yeah. Can you tell me what a petard is by which people sometimes hang themselves or hoist themselves? Before yes. you exclaim, Google it, no. I can't. So no, we're trying, to, we're trying to stop um, yeah. knee-jerk Googling and encourage people to think. Mm. A petard, um, I believe, and I'm prepared to be shot down, was a uh, explosive device. I'm going to call it a bomb. Oh. In um, uh, uh, Elizabethan... Uh, Oh really? Uh, times and um, and uh, to be hoist by your own petard is to be blown up by your own bomb. Oh really? So if I tried to pull a sort of you know some sort of stroke on you and I ended up looking bad, I'd be blown up by my own bomb. Do you get it? Yeah, I thought I, I get it, and it, I, I've misunderstood that for years. I thought it was a certain sword that they fell on by accident. Well, of course, if I'm wrong now, am I, am I going to look pretty stupid? <laughs> and what are you going to be hoisted by? Mm. Hey. Um, Frank, I had a little... When you were doing that, I loved it, because I suddenly had an image of you hosting a history programme, a sort of uh, Man of the People, Simon Sharma. People's history. Yeah, people's, yeah. Hi- the people's history with Frank Skinner. It's <laughs> a very weird coincidence, you should say that, but I can't go any further with this conversation. <laughs> no. Not on air. Good heavens. <laughs> <laughs> that was Frank's uh, happy birthday rendition to Kim Jong-un. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday <laughs> to you. Um, yeah. Okay. I, okay, I think we better go to, you know, adverts and all oh, that. Okay, yeah. oh. You're right with that, guys. Yeah. Okay, it. let's do it. Adverts. You're listening to the Frank Skinner Podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text us 
on eight twelve fifteen. Tweet us on at Frank on the radio or email us to the Absolute Radio website. Mm. That's your choices. Make them. Um, to those people that might get in touch, we've uh, we've got some resolution. Uh, we said hoisted on your own petard. You said it was uh, what you said it was. A bomb. And, uh, and now... Elizabethan oh, bomb. Oh, no. Here we have uh, Howard Thomas has emailed, a petard was a medieval siege mortar, pretty much what you said. Oh, It had well a wooden fine. scaffold to lower the projectile into its barrel. If there was a sally from the besieged castle, they would hang the gun crew from this scaffold, hence hoisted by your own petard. There Lovely. you go. You see, I think the hoisting is being raised up by the explosion. Oh, dear. We can keep chewing this over. I That's today's it. texting on <laughs> commercial radio. Alan, Loving I can't it. get texts, so you're responsible for the texts. Well, it's broken do. down again. Just I'm sick do. of the cheapness of this. Just oh, do. come on. <laughs> I mean, come on! That's my response, is just do. Uh, well, we'll um, sashay towards email corner, I think. Right, OK. Um, sashay, do you still? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> When drops when this keep is gonna, falling on my head... This is going to take us to a, a slightly uh, old-school email that we received okay. before Christmas, but we didn't get to cover it because Frank was uh, ill. D- uh, sorry, I forgot this. Email corner. corner! There we go, we'll just... Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I forgot. You were in absentia, weren't you, in the show before Christmas, and we, uh, we just was. did other emails. That, that's we that, never in case got you're wondering, this. that's a gay club in South London. <laughs> <laughs> What a night we had. <laughs> uh, hi, Frank and Co. I could have danced. We got this email before Christmas, but I, I'm curious about the outcome, so we're uh, we're covering it now. Uh, Christmas couldn't come early enough in our house, not for the usual reasons, but rather because a rather whiffy dilemma has landed upon me. The eight gallons of shower gel that was presented to me last Christmas day is about to run dry. I have watered down the last bottle to the point where is it alm- where it's almost drinkable. I estimate that I have just one more wash's worth remaining. So the question is, not whether I buy some more, brackets, unthinkable, oh, yeah. but I do Do I have my last wash now or wait until Christmas Eve? Any help would be appreciated. Well, there's an interesting point here, yeah. because I think, I don't think I ever, I buy um, deodorant, but I don't buy do you? shower things and Big stuff, man. because people buy, <laughs> people buy, um, buy it for you. Yeah. They gift you. And you don't want to buy it just before Christmas and then get a load of free stuff from people. I'm the same with socks. I mean, imagine if I'd what been about out the and brand? Bought, bought some Beats by Dr. Dre and then I'd got another. Is there not a specific, beaten. A specific oh. scent that you feel attached to? No. Oh, OK. In <laughs> fact, I'll go, I'll go this far. I, um... <laughs> I not so please, long please ago. Don't. Not so long ago, I um, when that please don't send a shiver through my body. I'll tell you why. In a minute. <laughs> Just remind me of a terrible Offer. conversation. No, I'll tell you on it. What do I care? Of course he will. Um, yeah, I um, I I ran out of uh, both soap and shower gel, oh. and um, I actually use you know those sort of fizz bombs you put in the bath. Oh yeah, yes, I, showered with, I showered with. I showered with one of those. Oh. You yeah. didn't. That was like showering with an Alka-Seltzer. Uh, yeah, it, it is. It's that an element of... It reminded me of moon dust. Do you remember that stuff? <laughs> you used to get in... Um, it was like a sweet, but it, it exploded in your oh, mouth. Right. Oh, yeah. If, you you sometimes talk you, about the Prohibition era. No, you could be hoisted by your own sherbet. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it wasn't terribly successful. Oh, dear. Also, I think when I was a kid... God, can I ask you this question? <laughs> um, I, or maybe I should come back to... Uh, Please don't. Please don't. I'll tell you what happened. Well, I went, we've bookmarked it, so come on. 
I'll tell it you now. I went to the opening night of The Sound of Music. Mm. Mm. Um, do you remember when it was that girl that won the first one of those talent shows? Yeah. Connie. Yes, oh, I yes. do remember. The yes. redhead. Yeah. And I went along to the show, and afterwards I was talking to Andrew Lloyd Webber, who produced the whole damn thing. Mm. <laughs> and I said, there's one thing, there's one thing. Uh, can I just say one thing about the show? And he said... Please don't. <laughs> and it was terrible, like, you know, because it was going to be, and it was actually just about the the um, the bows at the end. And I thought that the music came in too quick, didn't give her a chance for her to get her full applause. It wasn't a criticism of the show, mm. but it was a- a real, ALW went, please don't. Was, but the way he said it, yeah. please don't. I mean, you can imagine when he when he sneers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can imagine what that's like. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, it just sent a shudder. Anyway, do you think he'd wh- had bad feedback and he was sort of saying, I've had enough? Or do you think he'd had an universally positive feedback and he was thinking, even your positive feedback, I'm I not interested in I think he was probably thinking, dinner. I don't want people like you trying to tell me about a successful <laughs> theatre show. It's yeah, but Frank, it's like someone coming up to you after a gig. You would say similar, I feel. Yeah. Can I just say, imagine if I just said when I came, can I just say one thing? I'd say, please don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I know what you mean. Yes. Okay. So then we get emailed jokes here. Nevertheless. Go, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> May you live 10,000 years. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> I certainly feel like it. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Uh, we were talking about the man who was running out of um, shower gel. Yeah. Yeah. Not he something that will ever happen to me. I'd like to know what he did. Well, uh, can I ask a question? When I was at school, um, we used to regularly... If you didn't have time to wash your hair in mm. the morning, we used to rob talcum powder into our hair mm. and then sort of swish it out oh, again. Yeah. And it takes all the grease off your hair. I it's thought a good that was a thing women did. I didn't realise men did it in the history in, 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 in history, not, <laughs> what do you think he was, Sir Walter Raleigh? Yes, I'm not talking about a powdered periwig. <laughs> I'm sure? talking about um, using. No, it's one of those things. You know, when, when you think, did I make that up? Did that really happen? Do people still do that? I yes, thought, I thought ladies do. We do. What we have? Do you still do it? Yes, I use something called dry shampoo. Oh, <laughs> yeah, dry no, shampoo. but that's different. I'm on about talc. The other option well, the is The basis of it is talc, really. And, and we also used to do that thing about conditioner. You'd use that as a sort of gel. Oh, really? So you'd put oh, really? condition on your hair and just leave it. Oh, the punks would put soap on their hair, wouldn't they, for the spikes? Well, I used soap to... Water, I, that's yeah. how I wash my hair. I would basically wash my with face soap. with soap and then just keep going. Mm. And do the hair with soap as well. Mm, lovely. Uh, Keith, of course, <laughs> used 1001 carpet cleaner on his hair. <laughs> as I've said before. <laughs> Absolutely true. How many, how many guineas did it cost? <laughs> <laughs> and he did it because he read that um, somebody from the Pretty Things, Peter oh. May or something like that. Peter May, I think, was there it. was Test uh, Frank, cricketer. Frank, what was the ad campaign for One Thousand and One Carpet Cleaner? It was <laughs> One Thousand and One cleans a big, big carpet for less than half a crown. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, people think, oh, that's the advert to make a cup of tea. Oh, no, it isn't. Uh, <laughs> fell for that completely. Don't well, women sometimes just wash their fringe if they're in a rush and they can't be yes, bothered they to do, do the whole thing? Yes, they do. They do. Or put a fake fringe in. Or which you can a, buy fake fringes or wear a now. Hat. You can buy fake yeah. fringes. Yeah, have you not seen them? No, I've never Lovely. seen a fake fringe. Fake fringes are great. But um, How does that work? Um, it's fake. It's that, was a very good, um, <laughs> that was a very good bot um, that you did. <laughs> Frank French is a great, but um, it's like it's you know old comedians do it. How 
dare you? <laughs> and they say things like, I said I could, but I'll, I'll have to walk a bit differently, but... Um... <laughs> I don't know where I could be picking up these inflections from. No. Infections? <laughs> inflections. Oh, sorry. I said, that sounds like... I don't know where I'm picking up these inflections from, but... Uh... <laughs> So, uh, yes, so that was clean. Uh, actually, there's a cleaning news uh, story. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, did oh, you indeed. read about uh, Shire? Shire? Yes. Yes, yes I have. Sh- yes, I, Sh- love, Sh- I love a bit Shire. of Tolkien. The Shire horse that Frank <laughs> bought recently. <laughs> but, Suffolk, Suffolk Punch. But, uh, uh, no, Shire LeBerth. Yes. So he's a confused character. Shire he's Leboeuf, confused. He? Can I make one confession before we go, go any further with the Shire? Go on. I was absolutely convinced to the point where I would have put money on the fact that Shia or Shia LaBeouf was a black female singer. Uh oh. No, where have you I were. got that from? Absolutely. Well, you'd heard the name, but yeah, you never clapped just, eyes just, on him. But it wasn't I thought. I knew. I just knew that that Shia LaBeouf was a, was a black female. I could picture her. Slightly blonde hair, you know, sometimes black singers, they do the slightly blonde hair. Oh, yeah. I mean, gold. You're getting confused with Patti LaBelle. Is that what it is? <laughs> yes, I think you are. Just because you've got oh, a lure. So Everyone I had... saw this story and I thought, I started reading it and then I thought, hold on a minute, he? <laughs> so yeah. confused. Handsome man. Is he? Shire, yeah. Oh, I saw the picture of him. Although he is quite troubled. Stinks. <laughs> Apparently he's boycotting showering. <laughs> Yes. Well, yeah, but it's for a movie. He's doing it for a film. Are you sure? Which... I heard it's just that his uh, Christmas shampoo's running out. <laughs> and he's just going to leave it and see if he can eke it out. Frank says he stinks. I'm saying he Kim Jongs. Pongs? Yeah. Oh. Like that. I'm, th- I'm thinking uns. He uns. That's <laughs> <laughs> in the hum. Getting towards homs, I was trying. <laughs> trying to f- I was trying to find something in there. I, t- I took the wrong door. You did. I took the wrong pond door. <laughs> um, I went in- into Pondora's... <laughs> <laughs> of perfumes. Mm-hmm. She went to the adverts and come yes, back to this. I feel, I, I, I feel I need um, some sort of dry shower. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So we're talking about Shire. Shire so, LaBeouf. Shire Shire LaBeouf, LaBeouf yeah. Which is uh, French for a cow who's unwilling to the slaughter. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> don't know if it is. I just thought I'd have a go up some French. I like that the French call us roast beefs. Oh, dear. Yeah. That's good, that, I think. Um, <laughs> I, li- I like a bit of uh, anti-cuisine <laughs> abuse. So, he's doing this Second World War drama. Mm-hmm. That's when he started that was a mistake, Kim Jong-ing. I bet that was a mistake. Well, this year, everything is First World War. Oh, everything. Oh, yeah, Massive he's anniversary. He's got the wrong war. I mm. bet the Americans yes. have said, hey, let's cash in on this anniversary and they're <laughs> going to get to... They'll get to the watching, actually watching some of the early cuts of the film and they'd say, mm. you know what, I, did we get the right war? It's just like when they bought the wrong bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Marvin, did, did we get the right war? <laughs> and then they'll have to start change some bits, take Hitler out and put the Kaiser in and stuff like that after some reshooting. Yeah. It's going to be a nightmare. He got so into character he pulled his own tooth out. <clears throat> Did you read that? Yeah. He pulled yeah. a tooth out. He didn't shower for two weeks. Apparently the smell was so bad he had to move hotels. Well, they said that he wanted to get into character for for sort of somebody living in the trenches. In the trenches, mm. yeah. See, again, they're thinking World War One, 
uh, living in the <laughs> trenches, and so he moved to a B and B. It's not what I would call exactly method well, acting. I suppose if you're a big Hollywood <laughs> actor, you think, "Well, I'm going to a B and B. Couldn't have been any worse than that, <laughs> surely." I mean, I've been in some bad B&Bs in my time. Oh, I'm yes. not sure that I've come out of them with... Uh, Mrs like Baker in Southend. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that an actual one? That it is, yes. Yeah. Perhaps I should be named that, actually. <laughs> Whoops. Looking back, it was lovely. <laughs> oh, very good. What do you make of these people, these method ones, though? I don't like yeah. these method actors. They take it to... It's like, the, you know, my absolute bet noir is... Um, and I use that phrase advisedly mm-hmm. because it is David Suchet, it's Poirot, who goes oh. to the catering truck, uh, big gun buddy, please. He doesn't even speak actual no. French. Right. He talks in a French accent, apparently, yeah, throughout filming. Yes. Really yes. brilliant. I, I don't mind it, really. Yeah. Because actors, they need something, don't they? <laughs> Work, mainly. No, but they need a gimmick. <laughs> because with with one or few one or two exceptions, um, I, most actors don't have anything to say at all. So mm. it's quite good to have a bit of a. I told you I did a radio show recently. I won't I won't name it, but the host has com- said he completely banned he or she said that he'd completely banned actors because they have nothing to say at all. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, which I think is. I say it's a slight generalisation, but I know what he means. Yeah. So if you're if you're a bit wacky with your, your method, at least it's slightly interesting. Like yanking a tooth out. You know, when the actors interviewed and they say, "Yeah," well, and uh, well, the thing is, and they start talking about their characters as if it was a real person. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I think, sorry, I mean present company accepted, Alan. I think. Um, oh, that doesn't hurt, does it? No, it's fine. I put I seven years of my childhood into that. I wasn't very messy. Yeah, but you you saw the light. Yeah, or did the light see me? <laughs> I walked away from it. I yeah. think he just brought um, American mores across to here. He, he, he's obviously thought, I need this tooth out, but it's going to be expensive. And mm. uh, and he's thought, I'll just pull it out myself. Well, I used to do that um, thing of tying cotton to my tooth and then tying it to the door handle and oh, slamming yeah. the door. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I must have done three or four teeth like that. Oh. Works. Yeah. Do you think that's what he did? Yeah, it's like people used to put down their own pets because you don't want to pay someone to do what is essentially a straightforward. Oh, we've just paid two hundred quid to get the dog to- the dog's teeth brushed, not even pulled you out. You are joking! Oh, I'd have that done that. Most, that's the most glamorous anecdote you've that. ever told on this show. I'd have done that for forty quid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, next time they get a bit plaquey, I'll uh, I'll, I'll book you, you in. Yeah, I'll tell you quid. something. You'd be able to you'd be able to eat off that dog's teeth. <laughs> you honestly paid two hundred quid to get the dog's teeth. I, I think it was more than two hundred. I mean, I was can it? text my wife and find out the exact financial. I'll tell you what, penalty. dog dentist. There's money in that. Oh yeah. Yeah, keeping them in the chair though. I think it's a vet that does it rather than a dentist. <laughs> it's very hard to keep them in the no, chair. No, I don't want to be vet. Breath. I want to be dog what dentist. What about the breath coming up? Off of... <laughs> oh, they God. don't like a dental floss either. No, she doesn't floss. Oh. No. <laughs> I can report that she doesn't floss. <laughs> she, she just doesn't like the feeling. Okay, she's like me. Did she get them whitened? I'll, I'll put you in touch with someone. <laughs> That would be even better. <laughs> the thing is, they don't need to get them white because why dogs' teeth always look so good? It's because they've got purple gums. Oh, if our gums were dark, I'll bear that in mind. No, but my brother used to use uh, Gordon Moore's toothpaste. 
which is toothpaste that makes your gums go dark red so that your teeth look white. Oh, yeah, I must right. uh, take tips from the person who used carpet cleaner <laughs> on his hair. No, no, this is my other brother. This, <laughs> oh, okay. this is our Terry. What a family. <laughs> <laughs> the Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. Can I just say, just to wrap up the Shire LaBeouf story, mm. um, he's now, as a direct result of all this controversy, uh, he's retiring from public life, he announced last night. Oh, no. Not to do with the pen and inking. It's to do with him... Uh, he made a film and he apparently... It was, he was accused of plagiarising. Yeah, he's been quite often accused of plagiarising. Yes. And then he made an what, apology. Was an actor? Yeah, he... Uh, he 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 writes columns and articles and just lifts from the circular. <laughs> oh, does he? Yeah, and and he does a thing when people accuse him of plagiarising of uh, of sort of quoting back things that they've said in previous interviews. And yes, stuff. Really? he'd be a terrible He's person a to be in a relationship one. with. I think because he'd be like, "What you said three mm. years ago." No, but no, I, no, I no. love that uh, that duet that he did with uh, Mary J. Blige. <laughs> yeah, he fun. said last night. Um, in the light of the recent attacks against my artistic integrity, I'm retiring from all public life. <laughs> what, I like to, all... to a B&B? <laughs> <laughs> I like all public life. Yeah, he's a character. I wish I'd discovered him earlier, actually, but now he's gone. I know. As simple as that. He'll be back. I don't think it's forever. No. I think he'll find that he has to tweet at some point. Do you think? He says, my love goes out to those who have supported me. So he should have left it. My should love have went left out it yeah. at, I'm retiring from all public life. They can't leave it alone, can they? No. Why don't they just leave? Stop announcing you're leaving Twitter or you're retiring. Just go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Twitter's for now. For people right. to announce that they've finished now on Twitter. Now dragging it out. <laughs> <laughs> can I say, I've recently returned to Weetabix. Oh. What, as a form of communication? Like, yes. <laughs> I find that if I um, cover and, and uh, expose them for various periods of time, I can, uh, I can do Weetabix Morse. Really? No. <laughs> I've started eating them for breakfast. It's radical, oh. I know. Um, I hadn't what, really... Milk? I haven't regularly with... No, I do. I, t I take a skimmed. Are you semi? Oh, no. And also, I, I got a bit of a tight-fistedness is that I always think I don't want to put too much I, how, how little milk can you get away with mm. with a Weetabix really? and sometimes there'll be dry flaky ends to them you don't want that but two were, was always completely sufficient for me mm. it used to be a challenge didn't it can you eat three yeah Ian Botham no, no, no that was shredded oh, yeah. yeah no one could eat three of those I think both of them used to but you know if you're paid <laughs> um, but yeah, so now I'm having three. Now I don't think I've got any greedier over mm. that whatever it was seven or eight year period since the last time I regularly dined on Weetabix. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if it's possible Weetabix could have got smaller. Mm. Yeah. Now there is a way I could test this if I had an action man because I remember at one stage um, having an action man as a sort of um, Moses, and I got him to hold two Weetabix <laughs> as if they were the Ten Commandment tablets. <laughs> now, I don't have an action man anymore, but if I did that, and they were they were noticeably smaller... Is that what, is that they what looked children like... did with their toys in religious families? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we recreated many biblical scenes <laughs> with action man. Um, but um, 
now I suspect if he held two of the contemporary Weetabix, it just looked like he couldn't decide which iPhone mm-hmm. <laughs> to go for. <laughs> but I would like, if there's anyone who works for, um, who makes Weetabix? It's probably Nestle, in it? Or um, the other one. Oh, yeah. one of the bad ones, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I think they're all brilliant. <laughs> um, but I'd like to know if they have got smaller. And I think I've got a right to know. <laughs> I pay for them, you know what I mean? I'm a taxpayer. Mm. Okay, anyway, we can talk about this all day, and I threaten you now, we may. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, we've been bombarded with communications What, have we been hoisted by our own petard? Regarding Weetabix. Oh, yes. Uh, are they smaller? Well. And who makes them? I can't, well, I'll tell you who makes them. According to... Can uh, I say before you say it? Yes. Because... Uh, the name Nabisco came to me. Did it? Has, has well, anyone said Nabisco? Sa- save that for your autobiography. Okay. <laughs> um, As a title. <laughs> yes. It'd be a bit confusing, that, wasn't that it? That was in the Hilton Intercontinental, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> Clivus says, no, Weetabix are made by Weetabix. They are not the brand we mentioned earlier, or General Mills. They have remained independent. Oh, really? Mm. I also like uh, 411, 411 who texted, uh, Weetabix make Weetabix. We asked this question before and had to look on box. I, I just like... <laughs> Is that from the north? <laughs> the, the literalness. On, did it say aunt box? We had to look on box. <laughs> there it was. Jamie says, um, voice of controversy here, I crumble Weetabix prior to adding the milk. What? No. I can do four this way. What? Mm. <laughs> Yeah, but do you want to do four? I want to do less. I want them to last longer. Mm. Well, I if you think four's shrunk. a lot, Alan, uh, we have someone here. I found this extraordinary, 715. Morning team, I'm not boasting. Well, I am. In my youth as a competitive swimmer, after the morning training session, which could be up to six miles in length, I would gobble, wait for this, Frank, 14 Weetabix oh, before what? school. Not what? two plates of seven, as you may think. Always a plate of eight, then a plate of six. That is all. That's Gregor and Lewisham. I hope he means with milk. I must have been quite a deep plate. Mm. I reckon it was a, a dinner plate size, but with a, a bit of depth to it. See, what he should have done, he should have got a, a, a box. A, a, you know the big, you know you get the big box and then the, the mm-hmm. slimmer box? Yeah. Yes, like, like the pe- holiday box. Like people who couldn't afford ten <laughs> cigarettes, you just have to get five <laughs> in my youth, and now it's ten twenty. But you should have got the big box, so you've got the, the you know, you've got the, uh, the columns of, um... Yeah. And then yeah. you should have done it clockwise, like at the swimming pool, and eaten them that way around. <laughs> but you see, I don't find that hard to believe. As you know, I've what, spent... What, 16? I've spent a lot of time with the world's strongest men out in Malta. Yes. And that would be... That's, that's elevenses for them, these wow. people. You like to take, uh... You're socialising between the two ends of the <laughs> calorie intake pendulum, don't you? The fashion intake. <laughs> the world's strongest man. That's, uh, that's... 20 boiled eggs. Pardon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's a lot. It is. Mm. But I do think they might be shrinking. And, uh, and the other day my mate Dean was saying that he thought Twixes are shrinking, and then I mentioned that to my wife and she went, they are shrinking. And now I'm thinking, you're mentioning Weetabix is shrinking... I think just people's worries are shrinking. I think that's what's getting smaller, is the things that are occupying people. Okay. The worries about and Twixes. You know what I'm calling that? I'm calling that a rant. (laughs) (laughs) Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. 
people uh, texting saying, what about wagon wheels? What mm. about them? Shrinking. <laughs> yeah, I think that's... Uh, yeah, but yeah, I think they were... Well, I don't know if they were upfront about it. Well, I don't know, but I'm worrying it's going down a what about Spangles route. Tomatoes. Yeah, we don't, we don't do well, that. Tomatoes but, but, but are I all think big. I'm thinking no. getting smaller. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. Cherry tomatoes, they're new, aren't they? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Tell you what I find smaller these days. Headphones. No. Putty faloo. Now, is it? I know I'm older, um, but I find it used to be... You know the little putty faloo? No. You have, you have children. You should have them, the little oh, yogurts. The little yogurts. The mini yogurts. Oh, yeah. oh. They come in eight packs, puzzle like those. Yes. But I have no previous children to compare them to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I eat them myself. I love them. Mm. Um, we need to go to back to email corner briefly, Frank. Okay. So this is. Shall I? Go on, why not? Um, I'll tell you what, what about if I just do a different <laughs> one? What about this? Of course, you don't get what you say now. Going home and going down the rock island line. She said, but I fooled you, I fooled you. I got pig iron, I got pig iron, I got all pig iron. Welcome to Mal Corner. I love that. <laughs> that was like that running into bit. an ex and remembering how much I liked him. Oh. <laughs> um... Andrew says, I was looking at a baby sham glass today. Oh. Yes, I am from the 70s. And I wondered what a sham was. Some type of a animal, perhaps. Then it struck me, it's short for champagne. 50 years on this planet and I just worked it out. It felt good, though. Yes. I um, remember baby sham because my grandmother would give it to us. Does it have 12? Does, I think it had a comeback. <laughs> didn't it have a comeback? Yes, it did. And mm. what they did was get a bit of a, a cool dude in the ad he was like a bouncer outside a club and the oh, tagline yeah. was hey i'll have a baby shame yeah. yeah yes i remember it now great it was i remember the original <laughs> advert as well that went uh, the fabulous champagne perry <laughs> i don't remember that so it's a champagne perry i.e made with pears oh oh is that right is it? As I say, I only used to drink it when I was about 12, so I don't know. Did not used to know. Did of course, know um, Samuel Johnson was known as the great sham of literature, and she might have got a bit confused with that. What was sham called in? that? That's what Tobias Smollett <laughs> called him. That was sham because sham was a, 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 a form of the word Khan mm. in the great mighty eastern despots of the, the Khans. What happened? <laughs> Um, he's talking, I, I, he's I talking haven't about understood James. anything you said since Baby Sham, I don't think. OK, well, here's, here's something you'll understand. <laughs> You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text us on 812.15, follow us on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or email the Absolute Radio website direct. We, uh, we have had a text in. It's, uh, it's not the sort of one that I would normally re read out. We were talking about it's what was shrinking with the things. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> that would be a career-ending mistake, wouldn't yeah. it? Especially well, you just told us we just sat and let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> All ended when he read out an extremely... I'm not going to do that. Yeah. No, we were saying what's got smaller, and uh, 278 has texted you what I would call banter. Something else that's got smaller over the years is uh, WBA crowds. West Bromwich Albion, oh. that's what people do, isn't it? They, 
they sort yeah. of trash each other's. Yeah, no, no laugh from you. Nothing. No, you never get two all seven eight. You got nothing. We, we regularly get nothing. more people than we got in the championship. See, this so is what that's, happens. That's what Our I thought might happen. Has increased. Yeah, Immediately I just gets upset. I thought I'll read out the banter <laughs> text and see if it. He would class that as extremely upsetting. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a Frank, thing, though, thankfully. It's not going to Captain Bly on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's back. He's, yeah, he's looking for that big white one. <laughs> Frank Keely Smith says. Keely Smith. Weetabix are made at the factory in Burton Latimer near Kettering, Northamptonshire, one mile from where I live. The smell from the factory when the wind blows in the right direction is just like when you put hot milk on them. Mm. And lots of local farms proudly display boards saying they grow wheat for them. Ah. I quite like that. There is a corner Bix now, isn't there? A what? There's Otabix. Is it Otabix? Yeah, Otabix. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, docks, the docks love that. I don't like, yeah. <laughs> Apparently oh, so. Man, they love the outer beaks. Isn't that Out, a bit... Outer beaks, they call them. Oh, do they? Isn't yeah. that a little the bit um, Dixie Fried Chicken or something? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No? Yeah, mm. I know what I mean, when yeah. it's not really clear. Yeah, no, but you. I think yeah. he's made by the same people. Oh, all right, OK. Anyway, that could be wrong. I, uh, I... I wore a sweater last week on this show. I Good wore a tulip, a bright yellow tulip, and you wore a red, red rose. <laughs> Did I miss an email? Should I have known that that was going to happen? Are we all meant to join in now? Sorry, I turned the wrong. I turned two pages. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <for> <laughs> um, I wore a sweater on this show last week that oh. I had got. I'd taken delivery of it before I left the day before, so I wore it. Last Friday, you wore it. You buy your sweaters on Amazon. I buy my sweaters online. Yeah, makes oh. a change from the uh, secret oh boob tube you normally favour. Yes, um, and uh, and I then wore it at some point every day for the whole week, every single. That's and fine. I, is that fine? Yeah, well, it's that's because it's I new. I think I'm a bit in love with it. I think uh, you, uh, although you poo pooed. Um, my suggestion that you, you might as well get your money's worth out of a new piece of knitwear because it's never the same again once oh, it's been washed. Once they bobble, could be what it is. You seem to be following the same rule. That could be exactly what it is. Can I say my Christmas jumper, which I also loved, has been washed this week? And Not the same. Verdict. It's, How's it bearing up? It, it feels like wearing a Subutio pitch. <laughs> <laughs> There's no giving it at all. No give. Oh. No spring. Well, the toughness of like the cheap the wool, wrong. if you'll forgive me for being direct about... I don't that. think it was oh. cheap. Can you get cheap wool? Yes, you can. Very cheap. I'll talk to you about it afterwards. I haven't right, got time fine. now. Anyway, it doesn't grow on trees, does it? grows on sheep. Mm. Yeah. That's how they get you it. You do. <laughs> <laughs> um, that doesn't mean anything. Carry on. No. But uh, what surprised me is even towards the end of the week, I'm still producing belly button fluff that's got the same fabric of the jumper. And, and you're wearing a really? T-shirt underneath, are you? On, on the one at home, yeah. But you um, wear a T-shirt underneath, yeah, yeah, or a shirt. Sometimes I favour a denim shirt, as you know. Can I tell you You're something? Getting a delayed it's, residue. It's a squalid topic. I don't want to expand, but um, <laughs> it's belly button fluff that squalid. I don't. Know I haven't story. had belly button fluff since I was fourteen. I'd I say. haven't not had belly button fluff really? since. Really, I'm I like a machine. Been. What is it with me that I don't get it? I don't understand why I'm still getting it. The inside of the jumper's practically smooth now. I do. Shower gel costs money. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Ouch. It's a, good, it's a good point, though. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. So, Frank, uh, the clothing we were talking about, weren't mm -hmm. we? Oh, yeah. Well, we actually went on a little shop, Frank, last week, me and the cockerel. It was Did a bit you? impromptu. No Hope you don't told, mind. No one told me. I wasn't invited. Well, it was a bit That's impromptu. That's what it's like, it was impromptu. 
We went to men's clothes browsing mm. last week. We went oh. to, do you know that shop, the Liam Gallagher shop? Yeah. Pretty, Pretty green. green. Yes. Oh, yeah, I've shopped there myself many times. Mm. We went in what there. What I like about the Liam Gallagher shop is that... I like that we call it the Liam Gallagher <laughs> shop. The, manne <laughs> the mannequins that have the clothing on have got their hands behind their back oh, and nice. slightly cracked. Yes. And that's, it's like, um, that's Manchester. That's a nice, nice touch. Well, I said in a very loud voice, didn't I, when I walked in, because there's a huge picture of Liam. And Alan was going, oh, it looks good. Yeah, it looks good. <laughs> I said, sure yeah, well, I they don't... Like you did. Um, <laughs> I said, um, really loudly, I said, yes, well, these people can party and they don't have to get up early the next morning. <laughs> that's a man nice who looked like Paul Weller, he gave me a bit of a dirty look. Mm. But what I noticed about Alan... Are there people in there that don't look like <laughs> Paul Weller? <laughs> <laughs> what I noticed is I'm a great sleeve puller. So, browsing, I'm just never happier than when I'm browsing or sleeve pulling. Really? Alan, on the other hand, he's very practical and he has a very male approach, as you'd imagine to this. So, what he does is I say, that's nice, that could work, which is how I talk about fashion. Mm. And he went, I don't actually need a court at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah, but I'm not, I'm looking at, can't you just look at it? It's the idea of need rather <laughs> yeah. than want, I think, that's, that's going to throw you. I found we, it was strange. We had a very different really? approach to it. Well, you just thought, what is the point? I said, this is a nice jumper. You went, yeah, but I've got one like that. Well, I have just I've ordered got three jumper. jumpers, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I've got an abundance of uh, jumpers at the moment. You know, What's you the collective noun for jumpers? Uh, <laughs> that's today's texting, everyone. That must we've be we've moved on I'm from hoisting on the petard to collective I'm nouns. I'm a bobble of jumpers. A bobble, nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, I just don't need them. Um, what was it, a jacket or a jumper? It was everything you didn't need. No, I, I would have bought something if it had uh, if it had lit my taper, as it were. Okay. I was... Um, Floated my boat. When I moved house, I had, I had, uh, I had cause to throw some clothes out. Mm -hmm. And I found... You got I, the cause to throw your clothes well, out? Well, what else they do? <laughs> um, <laughs> and I... Uh, what I did is I got some suits, and I thought, you know what, I like the jacket on this suit. Now, I've gone off the trousers. Because mm -hmm. oh. the trousers are a bit wide and yes. the jacket's still fine. So it was that, like... Did you keep the jacket? Yeah, you know when social services separate <laughs> brothers and sisters and it's, it's seen <laughs> it's as... It's exactly like that. I felt it like is, that. It's very it's, like it's that. something very awful about putting so the trousers in the bin liner and keeping the jacket. Yeah. Well, you can always do Richard Hammond with the jacket. Do the suit Pop jacket with the pale jeans. jean... With the... Fade yeah. jean? Yeah, with the faded uh, boot-cut <laughs> jeans. Dragging on the floor. <laughs> and the shirt outside the trousers. Mm -hmm. floral, cowboy boots. Floral QI shirt outside the trouser. Yeah, I could do that, but, mm. um, if the options between that and jumping into a blast <laughs> furnace... <laughs> I'm going for that. I also, um, I threw quite a lot of shoes out. Did, Did you, you, Frank? Because I tear... I have had this thing, I, I buy shoes, or someone gives me shoes, and st th they hurt me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I don't get rid of them, or do anything about Strangest them. Strangest remark you've ever made. <laughs> I just, why? Well, you were saying this morning, Frank, Frank uh, looked at his shoes, and he suddenly had a moment of doubt with his shoes, I didn't did. you? Oh, yeah. He said, are these horrible, these shoes? <laughs> well, they, they are shoes that look a bit like I've got them on prescription. <laughs> yeah. They look and, a bit Cornish pasty. Yeah, and I'm not, sh I'm not sure about that. But I, I, I've, I got rid, I really bit the bullet and chucked a lot of these. And I, I remember thinking, as I put a pair in the bag, you've hurt me for the last time. <laughs> <laughs> I really, there was, the, I realised how much pent up rage I had really? because I, as I think I, was, I said at the Brighton conference, <laughs> I, 
I have never had a pair of shoes that hurt, that stopped hurting. You oh, know, people yeah. say oh, they were a bit tight, then oh, I broke I them in. If they hurt me, they hurt me forever. Do you know what? It's like relationships. You are so right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's worse with slip-ons, isn't it, than uh, laces? Yes. This is Frank Skinner. Paying for the dog's teeth brushing mm. cost over £200. I have texted my wife to find out the exact figure, but she's uh, reluctant to tell me, which mm. makes me think perhaps there's some small-scale fraud taking place. <laughs> um, How often do they need their teeth um, doing? Um, quite a while. Uh, I, yeah, it's... Well, we've only had the dog a few years, so, you know, just let it build up and... I think I think they have to get There's pulled out. Not a man coming around every night and every morning. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh yeah, that vet guy—he's really yeah, keen, he's, isn't he's, he? He's rich. It's a, it's in his car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, news just in: mm. if uh, if I wasn't sure, I could just ask the dog in a few months' time because they reckon we're four months away from a dog to English translation <laughs> becoming a reality. I've That's always wanted that. Haven't you four always months. wanted that? I, uh, it would make my life somewhat easier if the dog could just turn around and go, I need my teeth cleaned. <laughs> I think it Why would is he going to talk voice. like Dennis Rodman? <laughs> Even though it's a whippet. I don't think a whippet's voice is like, it's probably no, more like... I think it would be how... Actually, I think, my exactly. <laughs> I have quite a lot of plaque. I wonder if that could be dealt with. <laughs> That's exactly how she'd speak. I'd choose a dog then a on the basis of what their voice was like if they could stop talking. Yeah. I don't think they're going to start talking. <laughs> That's not the point. No, they are. Oh, I don't want to know then. I, I should think. just give what the story. They, this what is will happen? They will the Nordic Society for Invention and Discovery is hoping to raise money to uh, to do a dog to English translation, and it actually says in the article "dog to English," even though they're from Sweden, I believe. Mm. Mm. That's dog just to showing human. It, it? Dog to human. It should be dog after. to human, but yes. they've put in the article "dog to English," and it's the Swedish saying. We're so competent in language that even when we get a dog to speak, we're going to put it in our second or third language. Yeah. Oh. Even our even our pets are more bilingual than you people. Yes, <laughs> the English. It's called no more woof. Is no it? more woof. Yeah. That yeah. sounds like someone who's agreed <laughs> to give up arson. <laughs> <laughs> no more woof. Yeah. They're scientists, and that's the best name they could come up with. I know, mm. but they're, you know... They're and also, there will be wolf. There'll be wolf. It's just that we'll be able to understand what it means. Yeah, but well, yeah. we won't. I, I'm Nordic. saying we won't. They're not like us. They reckon patterns discovered so far they like include... jumper. The who, Nord the Nordics? The Nordic scientists. Oh, Imagine yeah. them wearing that. Actually, I'd fit in, in very well with this group of people. Well, you look di mm. distinctly I do. Nordic. I've got a Nordic look. I always wished you were. Mm. I'd say you have a Slavonic root, if I had to. Well, I would. Yeah, if I had to guess. So the messages they're going to be able to communicate, it's quite basic, isn't it? It's things <coughs> like, I'm hungry, I'll stamp that out of them. <laughs> I won't allow <laughs> anyone... I'm going to teach them to say other things. But you know when a dog's hungry, don't you? No, yeah. but I'm, teach I'm going to teach them to say a moment on the lips, a lifetime on the hips. Yeah. No, nothing not going to speak. Skinny Can I say you get, <laughs> No, I don't. They're not going to be like minor birds. They are going to be making exactly the same sounds. Is the theory? But we'll be able to know. But you know when a dog's hungry because he barks outside the butchers, right? You know what I mean. You know when they're happy, the tail wags. You know when they're being told off because they. You know when they do that thing when they don't meet your eye. Right. They look to yeah. one side of it <laughs> when you're telling them off. Yeah. Right. Totally. So you can speak, dog. You don't even need this. I don't. We have. We have you an understanding. Dog whisperer. 
We used to have a, a night. Mrs. Weston used to come round, and oh, our yeah. dog, our dog attacked everyone. When you say our dog, you are referring to the legendary Shep. I am. Shep attacked everyone who came to the house. <laughs> used to go round and round in a circle, um, urinating, <laughs> and he used to be trying to he'd bite their shoelaces if they had shoelaces, or he'd jump up down again and just take the fingertip <laughs> with his really? So we did it to everyone, and she used to always say, "Ah, oh, we can, uh, he can smell our dog on me." Mm-hmm. Or, you know, people say this. Yeah, yeah, they do. And I always used to say, when she said it, I'd repeat it back to her, um, in the style of a Catholic priest doing <laughs> a chant. So I would say... Yeah, you did. I did. I oh. would go, he can smell our dog on me. <laughs> and she was... Uh, f- I don't know if she ever really knew why I did it. <laughs> Did any of us know? I don't know. It I just did it. Such a strange figure in your street. I still occasionally <laughs> do it when I'm in the house on my own, which is quite a lot, as you know. <laughs> you can smell our dog on me. Skinner, Dean, and Cochrane together, the Frank Skinner Show. Absolute radio. We were talking about dogs, and I do feel we should return to that subject, but. Stop press mm. because Ian has just texted in. Um, you were talking about your shoes and how you weren't altogether happy with them and you felt they looked somewhat prescription, Frank. Mm. Ian says, I work for the company who makes shoes available on prescription and I'm sure <laughs> you would find them very comfortable and attractive. If you let me know your shoe size, I will send you a pair to try out. But don't I have to go through a doctor? And <laughs> <laughs> Evidently not. Is this some sort of Dr. Conrad Murray type? Well, I'm a size nine. I Size nine, okay. Ian, you've uh, got all the deets. Okay, but I don't want one of those with like the big thick sole. <laughs> oh, I do. Uh, I really want you to have one of those. <laughs> just the on. one. If we're using is... the radio show to get free shoes, can I just say Clark's Originals or Adidas Originals, size 10? No, but this is a... Frank this wants is... prescription size <laughs> no, 9. No, but he's yeah. going to make is... himself look ugly. <laughs> I you know I, I'm against asking for free stuff. Yeah, I'm not. This... I'm less bothered about that. <laughs> this is a medical experiment. <laughs> so so am you I. Are. Yeah, you are. medical uh, experiment. We've also had an email. <laughs> I didn't know you could. Uh, I feel. I, I feel a bit like I'm getting brought prescription drugs from a bloke in a park. <laughs> I like yeah. that you're making it sound like you're having the first heart transplant operation. <laughs> medical experiment. Well, it is because what if they're really, really, really comfortable, and then after you'll that, never go back. After yeah. ordinary shoes, just feel like once you've tighter. had prescription, you never go back. Is that right? Mm. That's what Elvis <laughs> told me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've also heard from uh, Mrs Cockrell, 216, and that's with three exclamation marks. OK, Mrs Cockrell. 216 quid. I tell you, I'm that's afraid. That's for the dog's teeth. She hasn't specified if that's plus vat or ink. You know Mrs Cockrell said 216? Yeah. Well, that's very interesting, because Kathleen Miller in North Shields has texted to say mm. it cost me over £600 to get my dog's teeth cleaned. What? Is it Kathleen Miller or is it Dennis the Menace? <laughs> is her dog actually Nasher? No, Could but not Shields as well. You could get human not... veneers for you know that. What I mean? It's not like the, the <laughs> for your dog. London well, I would. I would insist my dog. My godmother used to paint the cat's nails. We used to always <laughs> do that. But I would insist. You can get cat manicures and pedicures. You know, we had a three-legged cat, and my mum put a clothes peg on the stump <laughs> no. to balance it up. 
Hang on, you're telling us this now? How long's this show been on the radio? Well, it's been, you know, I've had a long life. <laughs> it's a bit hard to cover the whole uh, spectrum of Is it. Is that right? Yeah, we had a ginger cat. And it had a, the stomp was didn't look like it had been properly uh, finished off. I can go to the Slightly. other end of the scale, Frank. Can you? Because my godmother, you had a five-legged cat. Lindsay, had a three-legged cat. Oh yes. And she got um, Lord Linley <laughs> to make a wooden um, bespoke splint for the cat. That is <laughs> lovely. You had a clothes peg. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> actual clothes peg clipped onto the. So not only did you have three legs, that had this tight. Clothes peg, and of course <laughs> on the stump pinching. Yeah, on the on the stump, and its footprints were three like paws, and then one like two pronged <laughs> thing from the end of the um, clothes peg. It must have been very hygienic. Couldn't it have worked <laughs> itself off though if it got? Oh, it did in a come off, of yeah. Mud, but you know, yeah. we weren't that poor that we didn't have a spare clothes peg. In oh, oh, good. That's a really just take one off the line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was our house. 600 notes for a small tea. I, tell you, I have to say, if I had a dog and it was going to cost 600 quid to have its teeth cleaned... Here we go. Don't say it, Frank. Please don't. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be prepared to on. pay that. <laughs> I would not be prepared to pay that. You can draw your own conclusions as how I'd, adopt, how I'd approach that problem. OK. So, um, <laughs> um, I don't know where the nearest waste ground is. Well, I mean, it'd, be, it'd be on Google Earth. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're uh, going to sashay back towards uh, email corner, but first a text has just come in seven four zero. My dog has no teeth, so I've saved myself How a does few it smell? quid there. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> Dog's got no teeth. Saved, saved between two hundred and fourteen and six hundred pounds by my estimates. That's um, how often I still don't know how often they get them cleaned. Well, it gives you monthly. an insight. Yeah. Not monthly. <laughs> <laughs> About three yearly, I think. Three yearly teeth cleaning. Why are you talking like, like sort of medieval summer? <laughs> three well, yearly. How, how else would I say? Three summers long. Once every three years. That's thrice more work. Thrice yearly. Thrice yearly. You yeah. want to say thrice yearly? Yes, I do. It wouldn't be, th um, but thrice yearly would be oh, three no, you're times right. a year. You're correct. Oh, you're correct. It'd yeah. be triannually. Yeah, thank you, Frank. Okay, triannually. I'm the brains trust wins again. Um, emails. Uh, Emily, you said you wanted to date someone from MIT. You no, did, I surely you? did. But I think you might have been somewhat hasty. MIT. <laughs> MIT. You remember the old um, SRB sausage in a roll in a box, a box for me? Yeah. No. No, I don't remember. <laughs> it was a, it was a um, uh, film, uh, cinema advert. Oh, SRB, right. SRB, a sausage in a roll in a box for me. And you used to get a hot dog, mm -hmm. um, right. described as a sausage in a roll for those who weren't familiar with the colloquial term, <laughs> uh, in a in a wooden tray like bounties come. You know, bounties sit on those cardboard. Oh, I trays. love those yeah. cardboard trays. Yeah. But you could have MIT, <laughs> MIT. <laughs> Massachusetts Institute of Technology. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I just say, I'm actually going to clap that. I love yeah, it so much. Very good. It scanned as well. I wasn't expecting well, it to. Yeah, it's, it's scanned. Anyway, you know can that, we find out about MIT? You know that both MIT and Harvard are in Cambridge, MA, about 20 minutes walk from each other. Did oh. you know that? I did not. Imagine that walk, the learning that's been... <laughs> MIT oh, kids are famous for being crazy smart but super nerdy. Correct. Harvard students are even smarter and are kids of 
of the rich, powerful and famous. Natalie Portman, Matt Damon and Barack Obama were all at Harvard. Mm. Ray Kurzweil, Joseph Stiglitz and Richard Feynman, Google them, were mm. at MIT. Frank, Richard Frank, Frank won't need to Google, he'll know them. Richard Feynman. Does he mm. play the piano? Now, this is my theory, that when you, hear of, when you hear of something you've never heard, mm. that, that suddenly you hear it two or three times. Yeah. Richard Feynman was an answer on Pointless yesterday. No <laughs> way. And I'd never heard of him. He's, he's, a, 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 he's a, a, a sort of super scientist of the modern age. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're all going to be science be, Yeah, I think types. they might all be... All going to be Faraday types. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Frank and Alan can correct me if I'm wrong, but I suspect there's a little twinkle of excitement at the prospect of an entire new continent of celebrity friends. You don't get that with an MIT kid. Weird coincidence, but I happen to find myself at Harvard <gasps> as a research fellow, so probably about Emily's age, 29. <coughs> <laughs> <coughs> carry on, everyone. Everyone carry on. <laughs> And we'll be back in London over Christmas and New <gasps> Year. Just oh, saying. missed him, you've missed him. I've missed him, oh, Mark. Think, come back. New Year extends to the middle of January? I don't know. No, Does I'm going to go But also, he's saying that uh, MIT kids are a bit dull and that, but mm. I um, saw um, Will I Am interviewed on the telly recently, and mm. he said he'd been doing a course at MIT. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, don't get off. much cooler than him. Um, I wonder how um, Mrs. Am... <laughs> feels about him uh, going and back Am. into education. Ma. Old Ma Am, as she's known. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I mean, I am. Yes. Is there a Mrs. Am? No. Don't believe there is a Mrs. Am. Is he a member of the Am? Mm. Is his family now? Is it like Ab <laughs> Fab? Are they known as Am Fam? Yeah. <laughs> I think he might be Am Not. He's not Am Not Married. Oh. Oh. Is it Will Ian Am? That's his full name. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's Ignatius. Oh, I'd love it. <laughs> William Ignatius Am. <laughs> to see Mr Am to see you. Hi, how you doing? OK. Oh. Uh, Re-Weetabix, try it with butter or spread on. Delish. Shut your face. I might as well just kill myself I, and have that. Yeah, I'm not eating the... Uh, Protein and carbs, disgraceful. You'd have to put, have to put I'm a lot on the grain. It's going like to be the... so dry, that. Oh, Imagine yeah. the mess Yeah, I'm eating it like that. Yeah. You may as well have a croissant if you're going to make that much mess. Mm. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the whole meat thing, though, is this MIT? because you said you'd like to go out with someone from MIT? Yeah, because mm. I think it would I be... I don't think I did. That was, my, that was when I was in absentia. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, we don't talk about those times. I feel <laughs> <love>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're doing later. <laughs> Um, oh, you can't just say things like what you're doing later. The chat up lines are a bit different now, Frank. They're a well, bit more. How I can I put this? They're a bit more direct. You know, they're cheap and cheerful in, uh, in absentia. There's just so, just FYI, there's no later okay. about it. About um, the here and now. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, this Mark character, mm-hmm. call me. I think he sounds lovely for me. A Harvard yeah. research do you fellow. Wanna, do you want to go out with a... Uh, he, he's not a scientist. He's 29 years old. What's he researching, like though? Yeah, I don't know. He's a research yeah, fellow. Yeah, he's not bringing back the wolf or whatever it is, is he? <laughs> no. <laughs> no so, more wolf. You know, there's researchers and researchers. There's people that are trying to save our lives and people are trying to find out what dogs are saying. Or people doing drama. Mark, can you can you just email or text in, lovey? Yeah. And, um... 
Because people, Lovely. these people who are finding... Do you think Lobby's out, put him off, Frank? The people who are finding out what dogs are saying, bear in mind the dogs are not aware of this. It's, it's essentially eavesdropping. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like these people, if they're in a Chinese takeaway and the people speaking Chinese, they think they're being talked about. It's paranoia. Let the dogs just, t- you know, communicate as they wish to communicate. That's my final thought on it. Now, shut up. OK, Mark Crossley's next. <laughs> and uh, thanks for listening today. You know, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now, get out. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio.